0: I think some of my stuff could be on the air right now.
1: <laughs> Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Protagonist Podcast, where each week we look at a great character in a great story, except when we don't. I am Todd Mack.
0: And I'm Joseph Drowski. How are you, Joseph? I am doing well. Would you like to
1: explain to our listeners what will be happening
0: Yes, uh, we're varying from our usual formula. This is another one of our semi-regular draft-type episodes where Todd and I have a little contest of creativity, and our producer, Andrew, selects a winner. This week, we are doing elevator pitches of loose adaptations of existing works. (laughs) For TV. Yes, for TV. (laughs) The way this is going to work. An elevator pitch is um, kind of slang or jargon within the entertainment industry of when you want to explain a creative project that you want to do, but you basically have the length of an elevator ride... Uh, to try and explain it. So you got to make it catchy and interesting, uh but make enough sense that uh, if if you are in an elevator with an executive at a, for an entertainment company, they might be interested in what you're trying to sell them. But you have like one paragraph basically of content to try and sell them. And this particular pitch, what do session? We call this pitch session. Yeah. This particular pitch session is inspired by a tweet that we referenced several episodes back. <laughs> I, I can't remember what episode <laughs> we talked about it. I think it was for Murder, She Wrote. Maybe it was when we were talking about Murder, She Wrote. Yes, I believe uh, that sounds, it was. Yeah. Um, I mentioned a tweet that I believe was by Rich Johnston, uh, who runs a website called Bleeding Cool, where he said, if an American uh, television network were going to adapt the Gospels <laughs> in the New Testament, it would involve Jesus and his 12 apostles solving crime in Galilee. <laughs> <laughs> um And inspired by that, Todd and I are going to pitch shows to... The protagonist network, the new television network that our producer, Andrew is in charge of. He is the executive that has to populate the protagonist network. And he has five particular slots that he needs to fill. He needs a police drama, a police procedural. He needs a law procedural. He needs a medical procedural, and he also needs a sitcom. And then there's a wild card slot, which I think of as the Friday night death slot, where <laughs> networks will put whatever they want on the air. Uh, on or, Friday. or whatever they don't want. <laughs> yes, they don't want.
1: Famously, Friday that night. That sounds about right for me. <laughs>
0: yeah. Friday night is referred to as the death slot for TV shows. If they get moved from like a Tuesday or a Thursday over to Friday, it's usually going to be the last season of that show because networks tend to put things on Friday night that they don't expect a higher viewership for and that are probably going to be canceled fairly soon. And so we had a wild card slot where Todd and I could make up whatever we wanted. But for the other ones, we had to make up a cop show and it had to be loosely adapted from something, something. that already exists. This was our, our premise. And we're going to see what our network executive producer Andrew, uh, which one of the two shows that we pitched to him, he would want to green light and put onto the burgeoning protagonist network. Okay. And we'll just go, we'll just go Monday to Friday, uh, in the order that Joseph outlined. So police, law, medical. Sitcom. Death. Okay. (laughs) Or or wild card slot. Wild Wild, card. card. That's right it was. (laughs) Okay. I have a coin object to flip. Uh, Please tell us
1: what your coin object is.
0: This is a foam puzzle piece belonging to one of Joe's kids. It is a Spider-Man piece. Okay. You know, those foam puzzle piece mats.
1: Yes. And heads on this would be?
0: Spider-Man. Spider-Man tails is is blank white. Okay. Todd, you big call? I call heads. It landed on a very <laughs> It like, Hold on. He got away. It floated a little. <laughs> okay. Well, this is ridiculous, but it's, it's vertical.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it landed between things. It landed propped up. Let me, let me try actually. that again.
1: Okay. Is this, does this, bo- is this a, okay, a, a, a prophecy of what might happen tonight?
0: It's he- well, Todd, there's five shows, so it's first one to three wins. Okay. <laughs> it, it was heads, which is what you called, right, Todd? I called heads. Okay. okay. So you get to choose. Do you want to do you want to kick or do you want to <laughs> uh
1: defer? I will I'm gonna go ahead and go first.
0: Alright. so this is our crime show, adapted, loosely adapted from an existing property. And listeners, please feel free to write in, in the comments on our Facebook page, Facebook.com slash protagonist podcast, and let us know. If you would watch these Which one shows. you would watch? <laughs> Which of these any of these 10 shows we're about to describe, if any, you would watch. I'm going to go ahead and say if any because there's no way you would watch all of these, at least from my five that I've <laughs> <laughs> And and if you happen to be a network executive listening to our show, uh you can contact us and and these rights are for sale, I dare say. Yeah, uh, bargain basement prices.
1: <laughs> uh okay. A Midsummer Nightmare is a gritty police procedural that follows Detective Sergeant Nick Bottom and his boss, Detective Inspector Peter Quince, as they solve violent crimes in London's East End. Bottom and Quince are joined in their investigations by a crack team of Scotland Yard employees known as the Mechanics, Francis Flute, (laughs) Robin Starveling, Tom Snout, and Snug. But solving crime in this infamous beat is never easy. Powerful mob bosses Oberon and Titania and devilishly tricky henchmen Puck... Pea's blossom, cobweb, moth, and mustard seed thwart the mechanics every move, and more often than not, end up making Quince and especially Bottom look like plug your children's ears asses. <laughs> no. no. Okay, quick question. Yes. Uh,
0: team of mechanics, meaning like people that work on cars.
1: No, they're known in, in, in as the play, the mechanics.
0: The troop is oh, called the okay. uh, the mechanics. Okay, sorry that th- that word just threw me off. No, in the no.
1: play *Midsummer Night's Dream*, right? Uh, they are called the mechanics, and so they call these guys the mechanics. I don't know.
0: Okay, Maybe... but it's but it's just the the detective. Yeah, just, squad. just <laughs> the squad, just the friends that. Okay, I, I liked it, Todd. <laughs> Thank you. I, uh, there was some some good stuff in there. Um, I love that play. It's one of my favorites. And, uh, I had never envisioned it as a crime drama. (laughs) I was not expecting that at all. All right. All right. You want to hear mine? I would love to. All right. I'm going to, well, I, sometimes I may say the name of the show at the end, sometimes at the beginning. I will go ahead and say this one at the beginning. This is the miserable John Johnson. (laughs) In 1980s New York, John Johnson is a good cop with a bad past. While well, he solves a case each week with a remarkable success rate, flashbacks for the viewer reveal clues to his mysterious origin, which includes crime, some time spent in jail, a false identity, and the unlikely origin of his daughter, Cazette. John Johnson also <laughs> keeps a close eye on his young partner, Marius, who perks up every time Cazette drops by the office. <laughs> <laughs> he, he is helped in solving crimes by his contacts in the underworld, including the husband and wife owners of a dive bar called the Gnarly Day. <laughs> oh, it is because man. of these criminal associations that Johnson is being investigated by an internal affairs officer named Javier. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, this is good.
0: <laughs> so uh, my, my vision for this, the style, it's a weekly crime. You got a weekly crime that he's solving, but mm-hmm. each episode five to ten minutes of flashback explaining John Johnson's earlier life are, are you saying it's the arrow model uh yes yes the <laughs> arrow model let's let's go, let's call it that. yes I like <laughs> it you have the a plot and then the flashback the flashback B plot yeah except people would actually like these flashbacks <laughs> yes <laughs> okay I, now Joseph, I'm a little disappointed that there's no Eponine.
1: well I just, it's, you is didn't it, have room it, it's oh, the elevator Who is this page? executive yes. you're supposed to take it on Oh, that's right. Like it's a. Pretty. I mean, we're not. We don't, you don't have time in an elevator to nitpick every every detail. Yeah, this the, is. We're uh, not workshop the broad yes. strokes. Although yeah, I would yeah. say, Joseph, I'm very disappointed that there is no Eponine in this. <laughs> I'm, sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. People love Eponine. There's there's lots of time
0: in the flashbacks. <laughs> I'm gonna go with uh, John Johnson. Okay. On this one, it's. It was a tough pick. John, I was, I was really impressed with yours. I, <laughs> and I thought I had this one locked and then I heard yours and I was a little scared. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just think that John Johnson's going to get a larger fan base. I think people are a little more familiar with Les Mis than they are with, or at least a little more ready to accept Les Mis than than Shakespeare. Okay. And they're going to get more of the references that yeah. you'll be making in a nearly modern setting. And, and the best part is, like, come season five, when we're running out of backstory, we're going to start talking about the history of the New York sub- sewer systems <laughs> <and subways. laughs> For long stretches, like, just all just, of a sudden. Just so it's there. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, this is where the
1: subway came from. Oh, that's awesome. All right. So I'm, I'm sliding a, a point into Joe's column. All right. Is that what we call an intermountable lead? <laughs>
0: uh, once upon a time,
1: we might have... The, some confidence has been shaken. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're. I think you're going to be <laughs> in pretty good shape on this one. I don't know. I don't
0: know. That, that was a close call there. Okay, that that was a close call. All right. Well, so what's next in our uh, uh, next would be the the laws, the, the legal drama. After there's crime, there's law. All right, Todd, I'm gonna go ahead and say you might get this one. <laughs> uh, <laughs> don't be so sure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this one, I. I uh, i had a couple of options at the end we'll go down some of our false starts where we had started thinking of how we're going to address these and then i got this idea in my head and i couldn't let it go so my law show is called 100 acre law <laughs> what <laughs> and uh in this episode in this style there's um puppets of animals that interact with humans but no one comments on it these these animals are just there it's puppets it's all treated straight this is okay. not comedy there's just some, some Muppet style puppet action happening. Now, are, the, are these m- like Muppety puppets? Yes. Or- yeah. Muppety puppets. Okay. But it's, <laughs> it's, right. it's played straight. Okay. The most successful law firm, Milne, Kinga and Robin has just hired a new hotshot lawyer, Winnie the Pooh, attorney at law. <laughs> Each week, Pooh goes up against his fierce competition from the rival firm, Heffalumps and Woozles. <laughs> Uh whether the opposing counsel he's facing is rabbit, gopher, or tigger, he has the help of his diligent interns, Piglet and Roo, and Pooh will always plead his case in front of any judge, from Al to Eeyore. Wow. <laughs> so all the law characters are puppets, puppets, but they're helping real humans with their cases, and these are serious cases that Wendy the Pooh is helping to solve each week. Now at at the firm uh was it Milne, Kanga, and Robin? And Robin, yes. Does he interact with, are, are two of those people and one is a puppet? Uh, yes, yes. Okay, and so occasionally... Well, Milne is rarely seen. He's he's the shadowy figure at the top. He's the senior partner. He's just leaving the room every time. (laughs) Yes, yes, yes. Uh, But you do see Kanga and 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 Robin, Robin. yes. And so Robin is the... So (laughs) who screws up? He gets called in. And so Robin (laughs) has to act with a lot of puppets on the regular. Yeah, yeah, and plays this all in a straight face. Again, this is serious (laughs) action that just happens to involve uh, Eeyore (laughs) and... (laughs) and you just couldn't uh, let that idea you- go
1: huh
0: yeah yeah what's i <laughs> I, at the end, I will tell you some of the other ones I had almost done, but then once I thought the name, 100, 100 Acre Law, it was done. I couldn't... He's I Pooh wearing a suit? Yeah, of course. He's got a tie. He's <laughs> constantly adjusting his tie. <laughs> yeah, but, but, but no, but late nights, when he's when he can't quite lucid, lucid, lucid. it, the tie is loosened. Yeah. 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 I, I was gonna say, That's so they you know have, he's having a hard time. They have, wow. to have uh, two, two puppets, one with the tie tight and one with the tie loosened. Yeah, just imagine uh, late night, like it's, it's dark outside, there's one light in the skyscraper <laughs> and, and the camera slowly zooms in and you you see Pooh with his head in his, his little in his of hands. hands. His little and he's saying hands.
1: think Happy, happy, jar of honey on his desk.
0: <laughs> yeah. <And> it's spilled, <laughs>
1: over. spilled yeah. over on his <laughs> it's slowly pouring
0: across his legal briefs. <laughs> <laughs> and Piglet's trying to clean it up and Pooh's like leave it. <laughs> <sighs> okay. And Piglet just oh, okay, sir.
1: <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, hundred acre law. Hundred acre law, yeah. Okay, this may be my, uh, my hardest stretch here.
0: Are you saying that after I just did Winnie the Pooh? Yeah, this is <laughs> – um,
1: I told you earlier today I had three that were I had n- nailed down and then I had two that I was really struggling with. This is one of those two. So here we go. Blackstone follows the personal life and career of Meredith Blackstone, a recent graduate from Stanford Law School who has been hired as a junior litigator in a prestigious New York law firm like the critically acclaimed and wildly successful Grey's Anatomy on which this story story is very loosely based the title of this show gave creators an opportunity to make a play on words just as gray's anatomy is the title of a famous 19th century anatomy manual and gray is the last name of the main character in that series blackstone is the name of a famous 19th century legal scholar and the last name of the main character in this series fans can expect morally ambiguous and ethically problematic legal cases along with complicated personal lives filled with torrid love triangles as meredith and her colleagues move from being junior litigators to the highest echelons of the new york law scene (laughs) Right. <laughs> just, t- just so i make sure i've got this one right your um, loose
0: adaptation is of the pun <laughs> and yes the title of Grey's anatomy <laughs> well and
1: her name and uh Grey's anatomy is about these like junior <laughs> medical professionals who then be you know over the course of the seasons they all become all right. seasoned medical professionals and this is about mm-hmm. junior law professionals who become seasoned law professionals i think people would watch it I think people somehow are watching it probably yeah. on some in some form on some channel just without the pun. That's what I'm telling you. This is a this is a show no. that lots and lots of people would watch.
0: It could make it on the air.
1: Yeah. And I would just remind you that your reasoning behind the the point for the first one was not for creativity but for, for who would watch more, who how, how many more people would watch one over the other. I'm just reminding you in case you forgot. forgotten. <laughs> With that in mind... Moral ambiguity and toward left triangles. I, uh, I know. Like, with that, tra- that in mind... Triangles. Pop
0: it! Beating his head! Say, Ding, <laughs> Ding, think, think, Ding, <laughs> think, But, in serious, it's being played
1: straight. <laughs> he's wait, gotta get, wait he's is gotta it get... being played straight?
0: Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, man. Come on, I exactly... I mean, like... Up top, we really toss him two curveballs in <laughs> this <yeah>. one. <laughs> like... Like Blackstone, if it's like Grey's Anatomy, will get eighteen seasons and, and never movie. be and never be, you know, out of the the top primetime slots. It'll get syndication, which means more money. <laughs> Mine's looking at a, a community type fervid <laughs> yeah. fan following that's and, talked about on every website. And so and so I I have to go with Blackstone just from the business. What? perspective <laughs> if, if, if you must <laughs> if you... <laughs> i'm right. telling
1: you we are in it for a
0: dog fight dr dorowski <laughs> on this but i would absolutely rather watch <laughs> like personally <laughs> i would rather be watching hundred acre law and i desperately want someone to contact us about that <laughs> so <one. laughs> has the
1: point has the point been awarded yeah yeah yeah, yeah it no it take backs kind of, so it's so tied it, it, it no take tied. backs no take. I guts. would totally rather watch the Pooh one than, than <laughs> <Yeah>. my own. <laughs> yeah. It's like, it, it sounds supremely
0: watchable. It's, I think there's like a little bit of pushing daisies yeah, kind of yeah. feeling to it. The, yeah. the whimsy, but um, yeah, it just for number as a numbers game, I think Blackstone is it, a much bigger risk. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, but I hope someone contacts us and says that Winnie the Pooh thing, you've got something, even if yeah. it's like a, a an online fan I, film thing. I, I would love that, but I, I'm just gonna go ahead and say, don't hold your breath <laughs> for anyone <laughs> to be contacting us about any of these. Now, um, before we started, you guys had said that you each felt you had three winners. Yes. Have either of you used your heartfelt winner? My first heartfelt winner was, uh,
1: Les Mis as a cop drama. I thought Midsummer Nightmare was, was a, was a pretty solid, uh, oh, pick. We already faced off. So neither of you were sure about your law. <laughs> No, yeah. I felt
0: terrible about that one. Uh, <laughs> well, well, we haven't hit my roughest one yet. Nor, nor
1: have we hit mine.
0: <laughs> okay, so, so we're on to the Wednesday night medical slot. Okay, this is the one I struggled the most with to come up with, but I'm going second, so let's hear Todd's first. That means
1: you're probably going to win it. <clears throat> Here we go. Who do hospitals call when they can't seem to solve a particularly difficult medical case? medical consultant spencer shans of course and his trusty sidekick guster burton sick (laughs) sick is a medical procedural that follows the zany antics of shans and burton as they tackle some of southern california's most vexing health issues super observant sean is so skilled at diagnosing patients that it is widely believed that he is psychic a belief Sean's and Bert are happy to encourage other people to believe. These two lovable tricksters are sometimes joined and occasionally thwarted by the Santa Barbara Hospital's chief surgeon, Dr. Lassie Carlton, and his assistant, Scarlett Romeo. Sick. <laughs> Spelled P-S-I-C-K, maybe? Yes, I was, I, was,
0: I was wondering if it was like the Latin sick, and it was going to have something to do with like leave it as is. Nope. <laughs> or no, that's stet.
1: What is Sick. Sick is the name the of a soon oh, it's, it's... to become world famous uh, TV series about medical consultant Spencer Shans. No, the one I the one I was thinking of is um, that is how it
0: like that is how it was spelled in the original. Yeah, S I C. Yeah, that's what I meant.
1: This is spelled P S I C K. P
0: S I C
1: K. All
0: right. Okay. <laughs> I wrote this one very recently. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> Dr. Oh, uh,
1: well, here, just real quick.
0: You should have just uh, gone on with we, the
1: one that you pitched the first time because it was golden. Oh, we should.
0: Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll bring that one out at the end. Okay. Uh, I almost went back to that. Well, but I decided it has already been seen. We need some fresh stuff. All right.
1: uh, this if is you don't a win classic, this, you're going to kill your, you're gonna kick yeah. yourself.
0: <laughs> classic hospital drama with weekly patients, you know, coming in, solving those, but there's an ongoing soap opera in the main cast's lives. Dr. Jane Eyre, his new to oh, I did General that? Hospital. <laughs>
1: that would have been amazing
0: (laughs) Bronte General yeah Bronte General that's the name of the show it's Bronte General Uh, she's new to Bronte General Hospital the strange and unusual symptoms from the patients match the odd atmosphere of the hospital in some of the rooms Dr. Eyre seems to catch glimpses of ghostly figures and there's a suite on the top floor that is always locked But at night, when she's doing a late (laughs) shift, she can hear laughter coming from it. She finds herself strangely attracted to the mercurial head of the department, Dr. Rochester, but he is hard to socialize with. She gets along great with her mentor, (laughs) Dr. Temple, and immediately bonds with two of the nurses, Mary and Diana. Diana, her co-worker, Dr. John, is always starting up conversations with her to test her medical knowledge, and soon starts dropping numerous hints about going on a Doctors Without Borders trip (laughs) with him. (laughs) Mr. tried <laughs> tries to find time between healing her patients to solve the mysteries of the hospital, and in her free time, she also tries to develop her personal life. Wow. Bronte General.
1: <laughs> I, I tried so hard to think of some way to put a Jane Eyre into one of these, and, <laughs> and you did it. You did it.
0: I... I, it's gonna go to Bronte General. <laughs>
1: yes, insurmountable
0: lead, two to one. What <laughs> On nothing part. is not insurmountable. Two to one is.
1: <laughs> uh, I fear that in this case you may be right because well, I, because sick I, was one of my it was one of my uh, my be- <laughs> my better ones. I thought. No.
0: Well, I, I I do I I did like it. I, I've, I, felt pretty confident after a one point lead in the Mother's Day episode. But Todd. my <laughs> goodness.
1: <laughs> Birthday General, that, that sounded, that, uh, that was That amazing. was something special. <laughs> yes. All right. Uh, what is our wow. next night?
0: Uh, Thursday night. Oh, well, the wow. big night. Okay. Real quick. Before we go to Thursday night, uh, let's talk real quick to our listeners about a way that they can help support us. Todd, I'm going to let you tell them what the link is because I can't remember which order <laughs> it goes in.
1: So, uh, fans who would love to support the podcast can go to protagonistpodcast.com slash Amazon uh, to fulfill all of their Amazon needs. And if this episode has inspired the writer in you and
0: you, you, you say to yourself, I have a screenplay in me and I need to get it out, I would recommend that you go over to protagonistpodcast.com slash Amazon. Right? That was the right order. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and you, you type in to the little search bar the screenwriter's Bible. This is the go-to text for screenwriters. It is a usual, it's assigned in colleges all over the country, whenever mm-hmm. you take a screenwriting class. Uh, and there is a new sixth edition of the screenwriter's Bible that mm-hmm. I, uh, you know, if, if you, this episode has inspired the writer within you, go get your hands on the screenwriter's Bible. And then after that, you might want it to go type in the writer's marketplace to find out how you could then sell <laughs> your screenplay. <laughs> The key is the key is to not get into elevators with executives and incidentally pass them your script. Yeah. that is not how it's, that's not how it's done. <laughs> that's not the winning formula. <laughs> All right. So Thursday night on the Protagonist Network. We're now this for is a sitcom. Is this is right? the big night. Thursday nights are the big night. Well, for, uh, well, it used to be. Used to be. It, it used <laughs> to matter it's what a night changing, your show was on. It's a changing marketplace, but. So we're we're looking for a sitcom to shore up the block uh, of comedies, and I hope you guys brought your A game for this because it's going to be up against the best shows. Even even now, this is one of my still, uh, this
1: is one of my A game. This is one of my top top. Uh, this is this is this is one I felt good about.
0: It's it's going to be up against Big Bang Theory. It's going to be up against Supernatural. Still, I think. Yeah, that one's still going. It's over a decade at this point. I think this yeah, was season eleven. It, it used to be Smallville. <laughs> All oh, yeah. right, Drazki, what have you got? <clears throat> At P and P Inc., long-suffering manager Mr. Bennett, who, along with his obnoxious secretary Miss Gardner, has <laughs> been with the company for thirty years, oversees a group of five employees, having settled into their comfortable career rut. Bennett and Gardner (laughs) would love to see their employees get promotions in the large company, but the office politics are a bit of an all boys club with Bennett reporting to George Wickham, VP of public relations and (laughs) Mr. Collins, VP of corporate ethics. Bennett's employees are an odd mix and unlikely to fit in with the company's hierarchy for several reasons. Mary is a workaholic to the point of being a tedious coworker. Lydia and Kitty can do good work when they focus, but they are mostly office gossip mongers. <laughs> Jane is quite competent, but has no drive for promotion. And Lizzie lacks the necessary tact and diplomacy to make a good impression on anyone higher up in the bureaucracy bu- bureaucracy. I hate that word. I hate spelling it. I hate saying it. I think it's,
1: uh, I think it's pronounced <laughs>
0: "husiers." <laughs> oh, thank you. Or, or <laughs> Her. Her. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right. Uh, oh, oh, here we are. Uh, when the company is bought by a man named William Darcy, who installs Charles Bingley as the new CEO with a promise of change in the corporate culture, Bennett sees a chance to promote one of his protégés. But before Ms. Gardner can launch any of her wild schemes to get one of the five employees promoted, will one of the employees need to visit Miss Austin in HR to discuss a workplace romance. Week to week antics, in, you know, <laughs> ensue after that. That's pretty good. It was called P and P Inc. That was the name of that. So like workplace it. comedy, workplace comedy, uh, uh, docu- documentary okay, style. Okay, it was the say, office style. documentary style, or and just or imagine free the, you know five cubicles of those five characters interacting, mm-hmm. trying to get work done, office politics happening, mm-hmm. flirtatious upper management coming down. Okay. 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 Now for my next. Um... Oh wait, question. Is it driven by Mr. Bennett? Is he the prime character or or is it focused on? It's focused on the five co-workers. Okay. Yeah. So, so a female led sitcom. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Primarily, this will be shocking. Lizzie is going to be the main main (laughs) main character.
1: (laughs) Okay. Now I have just dropped into our Slack channel an image because this is loosely based on a painting, a very famous painting. Here we go. This sitcom, have you guys, can you, can you see it?
0: I see it, okay. and I know that painting well. Uh-huh. This
1: sitcom follows the wild and twisted lives of the members of King Philip IV's Spanish court, as depicted in Diego Velazquez's world famous painting, Las Meninas, one of the most analyzes, analyzed pieces of art in the world. Characters include the narcissistic king and queen, the conniving chamberlain, the supremely self confident Velazquez himself, the preteen prima donna princess margaret theresa the boy crazy maids of honor the ultra religious chaperone the super macho bodyguard uh the remarkably well-adjusted assistants and the giant dog brutus shot in documentary (laughs) style like the office this (laughs) self-referential comedy will show the world why the spanish golden age did the postmodern long before and far better than anything you have ever seen what do we call a piece of tv gold like this you ask Early modern family of course
0: <laughs> that was a long walk for that title, but I liked it. <laughs> yeah. So there it is. You, I don't know if you could really get away with the title, but I'm going with that show. <laughs> oh no, no. Yes, with one of my gold. Oh, I, I felt confident in mine. Uh, that one's ready for airing, I thought. But I think that Todd's... Oh, oh, okay. Hold on. Hold on. Let me do a pitch like Todd did before. Built-in audience. Which one of these has a better built-in audience? Fans <laughs> of Jane Austen or fans of Modern a family. Spanish painting? I think you're going to get a lot of people who will willfully choose not to watch PNP. <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know about that. Um, But I I can't see anyone...
1: If we called my show Las Las Meninas, nobody would watch it. If we call it Early Modern Family, (laughs) everyone will watch it.
0: No, if we call it Early Modern Family, we have a lawsuit on our hands. Yeah, (laughs)
1: like, like, you gotta change that title.
0: But, (laughs) but, I loved your description of every character. There we go. All right, I don't know about this. Uh, I'm I'm feeling a little nervous going into Friday night. (laughs) Um, Well, it's, it's tough. This is the wild card either of you could pitch whatever you want. These could be now. Oh, I had a question on the sitcoms. Those are half hour sitcoms. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Of course. As, as,
0: as per the norm. Yeah. Everything I else was an hour long. Sure. So. Mm-hmm. All right. Not that it really makes a difference, but <laughs> <laughs> I <right>, you <laughs> your pick. Now. Worth check. <laughs> oh, it's a half hour Friday. Night <laughs> <to the sitcom. laughs> take that one. <laughs> well, I have no idea what to expect for Friday night here.
1: Todd, Todd, you're up first. Oh man. Do I really have to go first? Yes. I've I I not chosen why did I which pick, of the two why I wrote I pick up for this. Pick, pick in that order. <sighs> okay. Hello is the tragic story of Adele, who, after a painful breakup, only wants to call her old, old boyfriend to tell him that she is sorry for all that she's done. But when she calls, he never seems to be home. She is sorry for breaking his heart, but it clearly doesn't tear him apart anymore. In the pilot episode, her best friend Taylor tells her to shake it off, that she's actually lucky to have a blank space, baby. In episode after episode, Adele learns important lessons like that no man is irreplaceable and that if he liked it, he should have put a ring on it or that she could have missed the pain, but she'd have had to miss the dance, or that big girls don't cry. It's a magical, musical journey of self-discovery and redemption as Adele learns to recover her broken heart from his jar and to send her love to his new lover. In the final episode, the empowered woman realizes that this man has simply become someone that she used to know.
0: I just hope the uh, network executive takes um, budget into consideration. It's <laughs> going <laughs> expensive. <laughs> uh, that was a doozy of a budget that was just laid out in that elevator pitch.
1: But imagine. I'll just say Adele right now. Hello from Adele has on YouTube. I mean, this isn't people that want to watch the series. They just want to see one song. We'll go. <laughs> hmm. Hello, Adele. Um, one billion five hundred forty-two million two hundred sixty-six thousand eight hundred ninety-three views. So All right, I'm just so saying. Let's just
0: let's just take a ballpark step. What would the rights be to use that song as once in the show, Ooh. much less as the basis?
1: Considering the money that they're going to be making off of our other uh, breakout success shows, they'll have Mas Meninas. They're going to be <laughs> they're going to be
0: flush. Uh, is, so this is a musical series. a musical mini series. All right. Uh, can I, uh, <laughs> I don't like, I don't know what to say. Can I test the mood of the executive real quick? <laughs> Cause, Cause I have two well, <laughs> wild cards that I wrote up. Well, can I, can I maybe answer your question? If you pitched hundred acre law firm right now, <laughs> that would be my pick <laughs> because <laughs> because of money. Puppets cost less than music.
1: What? <laughs> oh, I should have I should have pitched Let my other just, one.
0: How good is this? Are you feeling more high school soap opera or what? Outer you can't space do adventure? This. No, no, never mind. Right. Never. No, right. Right. I'm, <laughs> I'm making my pick. I didn't no, see you're, any you're, reaction. You're, I'm just gonna do. I'm going go to go sci fi adventure. I'm going sci fi adventure. I, I mean, I'm going to hear about this. this is Objection! A, uh, Objection, weekly... Your Honor! Objection! I didn't get any look. I didn't see anything from him. I'm no, not making no, my no. choice. Uh, I'm doing an exploratory sci-fi adventure, so it's a new location every week. It's not, you know, Deep Space Nine. It's We're going out. It's Voyager. Yes. Or, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, Huck and Jim float through the mighty Milky Way in a spaceship they built of scavenged parts in order to escape the lives that they knew. Along the way, they meet scoundrels, saints, and rogues and get into crazy adventures that require all of their wit, mastery of disguise, and most importantly, trust, in order to escape. With each adventure, they learn a bit more about what it means to be human, and more importantly, what it means to be good people. I didn't Aww. have a name for that one. It's it's. Uh, you don't even Huck,
1: have a name?
0: Huck and Jim in Space. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, once I hit Mighty Milky Way, I was out. <laughs> Maybe it does it. It's the Mighty Milky Way. That's, that's the name. The Mighty Milky Way. Man. <laughs> I, there's a reason nobody watches TV on Friday nights. What are you talking about? That is ready for air. <laughs> you gonna oh, have your own Star Trek type franchise. Star Trek's still going strong. They're making a new version of it. Just imagine, every, you know, Huck and Jim, the, next generation. <laughs> Jim, the there, there's, next generation. There's other sci-fi franchises that have done... Less well. We're not talking about those in Silvan <laughs> right now. <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, so uh, I'm, I'm I'm wondering, <laughs> hmm, what's what's the budget on this sci-fi? How? Uh, think uh, Lost in Space. Think Doctor in the Who. 60s? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. Think, yeah. think they, they Doctor Who 1960. Make, yeah, or Lost in Space 1960s. You you can absolutely make a new planet every week. Very mm-hmm. manageable, and you have semi recurring characters like Mud in the original Star Trek. You got the Duke. And, uh, yeah, and the King, they, they, yeah, pop I was in, say. you know, two or three times a season. Uh, oh man. Also potential
1: for spinoff adventures of Tom Sawyer. In Space. Yeah, yeah. Can yeah. I wait, can I, can I, I, I get, just, I can, I ask one, can I ask spin-offs. one thing, Joseph? It sounded like you were debating between, between two, between two things. Does that mean that you have another one actually written out?
0: yeah i had written another one and at last minute i had thought of huck and jim in space could
1: we declare <laughs> could we declare this a tie and move to round two of but our friday night things else? because i also have another one. Oh, we have another oh, wild okay.
0: card. <laughs> so so this is the the friday right. night two hour block yeah, so we're, we're, uh, we're because <laughs> boy can i not make this decision <laughs> well i think that decision was easy myself but uh <laughs> i like okay so so moving on to the uh other half of the block yeah do i need to go first on this one uh, yes. Alright. Alright, let me go find <laughs> where that <laughs> one is. Okay. Boy, am I still thinking about that <clears throat> decision. So, this is gonna be an unlikely two hour block of a sci fi adventure paired with a teen soap opera in high school. Like, uh, think the OC. <laughs> it is called Bard High. <laughs> At Bard High, Ben and Betty are always at odds with each other. He's the class clown who is smarter than he acts. She's the straight-A student and daughter of the principal who is wittier than she's given credit for. (laughs) Tired of seeing them bicker all the time, their friends Pedro, captain of the football team, Hero, Beatrice's younger sister, and Claudio, who is secretly in love with Hero, decide to see if they can get them to fall in love before prom. Season finale, everyone. Prom night. Uh, But will the school troublemaker, John, ruin all their plans? Or will the lovable stoner, known only as Dog, be an unlikely savior to their efforts? (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> Joseph, you are really good at this, I just have to say. <laughs> Bard High.
0: <laughs> I may or may not have started a screenplay <laughs> at, at a point in my life about for the high school version of Much Do About Nothing. At, at what point would that have been? Ah, Six or seven years ago. But high school, Much Knew About Nothing, it seemed like a natural fit. So that's a pretty good, that that's pretty good. I, now, okay, can I. Uh, I'll wait until Todd does his. We we're not workshopping yet. Okay. Oh yeah, we workshop all these ideas. Nothing set in stone.
1: <laughs> okay. Um, uh, I guess I'll say this now. This is loosely, very loosely based on a Spanish pop song by. Um, <laughs> Can I guess? Is that
0: La Oreja de Vango? Uh, no, I it's guess. not it's
1: by Alejandro Sanz, and oh, it's okay. called Un Zombie a la Intemperie, which is translated a zombie outside. And this, is, uh, this, this particular version, adaptation of this song, is an anime uh, series. <laughs> an, an anime based on a Spanish pop song. Yes. Here we go. Okay. Akira has everything going for him. He is the sworn protector of the beautiful princess, Miki. Endowed with magical powers, Akira is able to fight, fly, and speak with dragons. His life is perfect. But Akira is never satisfied, and he hears of unspeakable treasure in the east. He flies away from his beloved Miki. After a number of adventures, Akira realizes that the treasure is actually a curse, and he is turned into a zombie. He tries to return to Miki, but she has moved on. Akira is now a zombie, and he must spend eternity making amends for his folly. He is Akira, the wandering zombie. (laughs)
0: That's the name of the show, there, Todd.
1: Yes, <laughs> Akira the
0: Wandering Zombie. Doesn't that
1: sound like a? Doesn't that sound like an anime series?
0: It does sound like an anime. Yeah, one hundred percent sounds I, like I, an anime series. Yeah, um, and, and I think a
1: lot of people would watch it. Actually, <laughs> you would be shocked. You would be shocked to, to know how um, how closely this actually follows the uh, the plot of the song. Now,
0: was he, he looking for an adaptation when he wrote the song? Do you think um, he had a mind? This well, I, series? I, I would be shocked if he
1: was thinking of an anime series.
0: <laughs> but that's why he hasn't succeeded in this adaptation. That's right. Just All had right, to find the uh, right medium. Uh, quick recap for our network exec. So my two were... Uh, oh, do I have to take... The two-hour block, I think I, so. I'm yeah. taking the block. Oh, he has to take this? the block? Well, he, okay, he picks that's one fine. of each of ours that's tied up three to three. I guess you're oh, right. No. You guys <laughs> don't have a, another back pocket i don't have any written out no, I, I, got just some assumed that, I just assume that i
1: just assume that we took hour one as a tie and moved oh. to hour
0: two and so now he's choosing bard high or akira the wandering zombie
1: yes that was that was how i, I, I was out, imagining.
0: for american audiences anime has never taken off <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: better than you think i know
0: but it's it's not on any primetime <laughs> network slot
1: see do you see what i did well, here joe do you see what i did how i played to the executive on this one
0: Yeah, yeah, Yeah. you you played to an anime
1: (laughs) fan, and you called me out for trying to play, you know, sense the mood
0: of the room earlier.
1: (laughs) I already knew the sense of the room. (laughs) There's no need to to ask.
0: Oh, man. Because here's the thing. The the two-hour block I want in the death slot is, like, because it can be totally random, is... Huck Finn and Akira. <laughs> <The Laundering laughs> I, I want the craziest <laughs> two hour block for Friday night. That, that is the more natural pairing. Yeah. Like, that, that just, it fits together so well. What was your, oh, your first was the song miniseries. My Don, first right? was, uh, yeah. Hello. I can't yes. believe I tied a song miniseries. Well, I didn't let that go. I should have forced a call right then. I mean, <laughs> uh, so, like, my pick for the two hour block is a tie. If you guys can work out a negotiation. Uh should we call this whole series a tie, Todd? <laughs> or do you want a declared winner?
1: I'm uh I'm a big soccer fan and I I'm not afraid of it. I'm not I'm not too yeah. I don't know. Well I'm after not my recent tie.
0: record, I'd I'd love a tie. <laughs> 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 I think I've been shut out since our very first draft episode. <laughs> uh I'm
1: I am i would take a tie.
0: Alright. Oh, oh, no. Wait. Oh, better, better, better idea. Listeners, you can decide. (laughs) Oh, (laughs) on our Facebook fan page. Uh, you have six shows each.
1: Are you sure you want to turn over to the social media to the one billion, one and a half billion people if they want to see a series on about hello? I'm just well, saying, I think,
0: Don, I, I, I don't think our listenership is going to reach the same number of people as Adele's hello has, Okay. but I would love to, like, I think it's fair to let the, well, the say... people who might be watching these
1: in yeah. theory. I think that's a great idea. Decide.
0: I, I, well, and even just, uh, put down, you could just do one favorite or any number of the shows that you think you'd watch. will just tally up in our Facebook comments, which shows get mentioned. What, what, which show goes into your DVR? Yeah. Which like, one of these, or or if any of these shows? All right, quick recap. What if any of, is in there? Of what our shows were, we had uh, from me. Let's see, what do we start with? So it was John it started Johnson, with Tom. John Johnson, the miserable John Johnson, mm-hmm.
1: who won so, over uh, a Midsummer Nightmare.
0: Yes, and then on Tuesday night we had a uh, Hundred Acre Law, <laughs> Yes.
1: which lost to Blackstone. <laughs> I can't believe I won. A that, loose right? adaptation <laughs> of a pun. <laughs> i no, the yes. joke behind Grey's anatomy
0: uh wednesday night uh that was uh bronte general which won over sick <laughs> yeah, i think there, bronte there general is the only that the possibility air, that could have beat sick <laughs> uh, Thursday. No, I, I think uh jesus other medical idea that we'll talk about <laughs> oh, in a oh yeah
1: yeah that's right that would have won <laughs> oh,
0: okay. Both of yours uh, would have Thursday worked. night sitcom, we had P&P Inc., The Pride and Prejudice, uh workplace documentary sitcom that was up against your own documentary-style sitcom, right, Todd? Early Modern Family. <laughs> Which also <laughs> rights issues on the name. <laughs> yes. A lot of rights issues coming from Todd's. I tried to go public domain, too. Yeah, there's a lot of rights issues on Todd's. <laughs> Songs and titles. Yeah. And then our Friday night uh, multi-hour showdown turned out to be- match. <laughs> Uh, the un or the mighty Milky Way, I guess. The, the, <laughs> the, the Huck milk. and Jim in space and uh, Hello Bard High, and then on Todd, your side you had
1: Hello and Akita, the wandering zombie, <laughs> <laughs> based on a Spanish song, based on a Spanish pop song. No, <laughs> I really I good want, song. Actually. Like the
0: so all the music in it needs to be Spanish music. Like the opening and closing songs uh, oh, yeah, in, the, in Spanish. Oh yeah, absolutely. Does, does he have some hard uh, guitar riffs as there's streaky lines in the anime that's happening? <laughs> yeah, like how stylized <laughs> is this?
1: Um, I was thinking. Well, I've been watching a lot of uh, Full Metal Alchemist, and I was thinking okay. of something along those lines.
0: All right. So, so a fairly straightforward. Straightforward, yes. Not too stylized, because oh. some of them get real stylized. Yeah. This, this guy's not yelling out the names of his battle moves.
1: Well, they do that in. Uh... Sometimes in Full Metal Alchemist. Sometimes. Well, some characters. It's not Magic Knight (laughs) (laughs) Earth Silver Dragon! (laughs) (laughs) Don't get me started down that rabbit hole. (laughs) All right. Uh, uh, Usually
0: on these draft episodes, we do the segment called Bring Out Our Dead, where we talk about our picks. I guess this one will just be false starts, where things start to think about adapting, but never quite got it to the full elevator Didn't make it to this one. Uh, Maybe they need some more work. Maybe... They're just part of those, uh, four crummy ideas before you get that fifth golden yeah. idea. Uh, but you guys have mentioned a couple of times back when we first started brainstorming doing this episode in our, our texting between us, uh, for, for our podcast. I said, it'll it'll be a loose adaptation of something, uh, that exists. And Todd, you said, like what? You know, just want an example. And I said, like, Hamlet M.D. at Denmark General Hospital, where uh, Dr. Hamlet seen Dustin for the head surgeon position, but when his father is killed, his personal life distracts him from his work, and his rival, Dr. Claudius, gets the spot. <laughs> Hamlet strives to get his life in order as he, uh, as Hamlet strives to get his life in order, he discovers there may be more behind his father's death than he ever expected. And, of course, there'd be, like, he keeps seeing a ghost. Is it real? That's is it amazing. Not? You know, That's so
1: good. When you, the second that you wrote that, I thought, I am
0: doomed. <laughs> little did you know we were going to tie little did i was know. going to uh do it you you came in strong todd well yeah, i just I feel like, like you
1: have a hundred good ideas for my like, I, my bring out your dead list is two things All right, <laughs> i well, like, well, what i once i hit an idea i think okay start writing <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> make it work yeah there's nowhere else to go uh i'll tell you what they were bilbo baggins esquire which is the law? Uh, yeah. Which just started. Um, to whom do the residents of Middle Earth's shire turn when their fellow hobbits commit dastardly crimes? And then I <laughs> and then I just couldn't. I, I I had nothing after that. And and then my second bring out your dead was even. I had even less from it. All I had was a title: Fluffy the Vampire Healer.
0: <laughs> and that's an adaptation of what?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I just uh, I just had uh, just had the title.
0: Just that name.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yes. all right. Um, I had
0: started, I, I didn't start writing anything, but I had started trying to work out, um, a great Gatsby law show. Um, <laughs> couldn't quite crack how all the characters interacted. Um, in that one, I also had toyed with a Robin hood law law show, but that felt, yeah, yeah. Why? <laughs> uh, on the medical one, that was the one that I had the hardest time cracking, um, And so I ended up with Bronte General. But uh, because I was trying to avoid rights issues, I guess, a little bit, I I had briefly done Emergency Peanuts, which was going to be Charlie Brown as an ambulance driver.
1: (laughs) 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 But then I thought, no, we never get the rights. (laughs) So so I aborted that. it's funny that that thought even crosses your mind in this context
0: (laughs) (laughs) i'm worried about the rights yeah i know i don't know why but i let it stop me
1: but hey you can tell that it didn't stop me
0: i ended up with bronte general i thought Um, that was fantastic with, uh, the police drama, I, I was, I guess I was going with some classic literature because I had, besides Les Mis, I had also spent a good five minutes trying to figure out how to get Edmund Dantes as, oh. as a police officer. Uh, <laughs> can you? there but, be a crossover between those shows? Uh, you know what? That's, that's your new Tuesday night. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> On the Verdegas <Fertigus> Network is, <laughs> is the Les Mis crime show and the Count of Monte Cristo. Oh, I just okay. don't know how the Count of Monte Cristo what if it's not a crime show? What if it needs to be something else? Well, yeah, that's that's how I ended up with Les Miz as a crime show, is I couldn't figure out how to make Count of Monte Cristo a crime show. lay <laughs> <Les> Miz, obviously. <laughs> you know, that's like Count of Monte Cristo as a legal drama? Yeah, oh, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and, and so the the criminals carry over from the Les Mis to the oh, yeah, Count yeah. of Monte they pay, Cristo. They, they, they hand night, yeah, night to night. It's, it's like the Law and Order Head off mid episode, but it's mm-hmm, series to series. Yes, <laughs> and and but it's a similar format. So you're getting all these flashbacks to yeah. Dante's in in prison. Yeah. Uh, Ooh, and- I like this. So we're building our own Marvel Cinematic Universe for our <laughs> Tuesday night of the podcast. It's the it's the arrow flash crossovers. Yes. So you all have right.
1: <laughs> So you have like the French universe on one side. Then do I get do I get like a my Shakespeare universe on the other? <laughs> <laughs> well, you'd have to have Bard high on your. <laughs> <laughs> Bart High could fit into the uh, into the Shakespeare cinematic universe, <laughs> the Shakespeare <laughs> television universe. Yes, summer yeah. nightmare, Bart High, Hamlet, I'm, MD. I'll, I'm not I'm not above stealing <laughs> oh, yeah. that from you. <laughs> Hamlet, MD
0: <laughs> is yours. Yeah, um, I, I've got to say though, throughout the whole evening, my favorite one, the the one I desperately want to see, is Hundred Acre Law. <laughs> Like, well, why did you pick it? I was this thing? That's the one I I want so badly to be a real thing, but has such th- like possibly the slimmest likelihood of of being picked well, up. Okay. I, I don't. None of these this... have any likelihood of being picked <laughs> <Yeah>. up anywhere. <laughs> like, but not the slimmest likelihood of success. Just the slimmest likelihood of anyone actually making it. But it's my favorite. Yeah, and I think it would be the the community type. Of show where the network is like, hey, can we get rid of this? <laughs> Fans keep again. Well, I'm, I'm going to call that a win for me then. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if that's what it takes.
0: Yeah. Uh, At this point, <laughs> I'll take it. <laughs> All right. We've got a little bit of extra time. Todd, should we workshop our wild card Friday night block that <laughs> was our producer Andrew's favorite?
1: I think block? that's a, I think that's the, a fine the,
0: idea. The mix and match Friday night. Let's All start right, with Jim so, and
1: Huck in space. <laughs> the mighty Milkwe, Todd. Uh, we we milk gave milk it a name away. at the end. Yeah. Well, let's oh, workshop man. that.
0: Is that an okay name
1: or do we need to rework that? I feel like we need to rework the title. I, I, I think the title
0: leaves something to be desired. I read. Huckleberry Finn. A couple years ago, when I was in college, that was the last time I read it. I I, I don't love it. Were <laughs> you dying my... for it to be made into a space a space adventure? No, but I feel like I'd like it a lot better that way <laughs> because I think that way you can really it it it, it gives it enough free flowing craziness that you can do what Twain was doing in there, which is, you know, some really crazy episodic, sequ- episodic sequences, but also occasionally a, a really heartfelt, deep kind of thing. And
1: why not call it mo- the adventures of Huck and Jim
0: in space? Yeah. yeah we got to sell the sci-fi. <laughs> in, par- <side>. in parentheses. <laughs> well, okay, wait, again.
1: <laughs> the adventures of Huck and Jim open parentheses in space. <laughs> <laughs> Close parentheses. Um, I was trying
0: to think of uh, what would be a cheesy, like, 1950s sci-fi version of Huckleberry. <laughs> Instead of Huckleberry. <laughs> Instead of Huckleberry? Yeah. Uh, but I wasn't able to land on anything. That's how it ended up still being Huck and Jim. Yeah. Um, is it... I mean, obviously, there's there's things like um, like riverboats. You know,
1: the, the space riverboats. Yeah. So yeah. you'd be getting things like that. I'm just going to run down a list of 70s sci-fi.
0: Yeah. Oh, hit us. This is going to
1: be great. The first men in the moon. Are they? Are these movies or TV shows that were made? Oh, I'm looking at a Tumblr called 70s Sci-Fi Art. Oh man, I thought there would be more. No, sorry, that was the wrong. Oh. Okay. Uh, Scrap that. 1970s sci-fi movies. I'll I'll look up 1950s. 50 best sci-fi movies of the 1970s. Here we go. Oh, Westworld. Westworld is good. I mean, it's weird. Laser blast, the incredible melting man, star crash. Welcome to Blood City.
0: Okay, Beneath the Mighty the planet Milky of the Way apes, is is
1: on par. Death sport. Message from space. <laughs> buck Rogers in the twenty fifth century. Escape from Planet of the can, Apes. Can you make Huckleberry into something, Buck? Oh, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. Damn, I, I, I already...
1: Damnation Alley, probably not.
0: <laughs> All right, here's some 1950s sci-fi TV shows. Also, to give us uh, Commando Cody, Sky Marshal of the Universe. That was one, one. So maybe a Commander in front, Commander Huck, and or or yeah. Uh, let's see, Space Patrol, Buck Rogers, we've already mentioned. Mm-hmm. Tom Corbett, Space Cadet, Out There, Tales of Tomorrow, Atom Squad, Johnny Jupiter, Operation Neptune. <laughs> You're getting stuck here. <laughs> Rod Brown of the Rocket Rangers, Flash Gordon. Rocky Jones Space Ranger. Uh, captain Z-Row. Logan's <laughs> Logan's Run. That's a classic. Men Into Space. Okay, you're a little on the nose with that name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I got nothing.
1: The so 70s maybe a captain terrible. or a cadet, something along those. Uh, Huck and Jim Space Cadets. Okay, I found it. THX one one three eight. That's George Lucas's student film. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen it. It's very experimental. <laughs> well,
0: not or not what you expect from the man who made Star Wars. Man, the seventies, and it gets a th- it gets a call out in yeah yeah. I mean, obviously the um, the name of his company. Okay, so we haven't improved the name. Oh, yeah, Sky Marshall's pretty good. Sky Marshall's okay. Yeah, uh, uh, Huck and Jim Sky Marshals. Well, oh, renegade Sky Marshals? Because they're on the ooh, run. Renegade ooh, Sky. I like that. A renegade, I think you're on a yeah, space, space marshals, <laughs> renegade, space marshals, yeah. Huck, Huck and Jim. Jim
1: renegade. Uh, yeah. Either. Okay. I like that. And, uh, we could bring Ooh, in, wait, wait, wait,
0: star marshals. Ooh, I like it. That's better.
1: Renegade star marshals.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. You get the, you get the R pattern. Mm-hmm. We think of
1: rogue, rogue oh, star marshals. That's better than renegade. Renegade. rogue. rogue star yeah. Marshals. You're dropping a
0: syllable cause mm-hmm. we're kind of a long name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so Huck and Jim, Rogue Rogue Star Star Marshals.
1: Marshals. I like it.
0: Yeah. Okay, that one, we got something. Alright, and we're gonna call their ship The Raft, right? That's what the name is, The Raft. Sure. Mm hmm,
1: yeah. Alright. Uh,
0: and we can bring in, you know, space. I I, I actually hadn't mentally decided, are there aliens or is this just all humans having Mm -hmm. colonized space? What do you guys think? (sighs) I don't know. Honestly, on the budget that you said,
1: you've gotta do humans. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> what are you saying about the 1960 Star Trek's budget, Todd? <laughs> what are you saying about the uh the 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 alien costumes that they had? Spock had ears.
1: If you had the the budget that I was hoping for with my Adele uh series, <laughs> then I would say shoot for the moon, my friend.
0: <laughs> uh, <laughs> no, I, but, I I think all he, humans as yeah. is the Star Marshals. But now, maybe uh you get some well, no, I don't know if I want to lean into that angle of, of Twain's work. I was going to say, you can get some, some accents based on planets. But no. like Nope. Let's, let's lean far away from that <laughs> aspect. All right. So some of the re- recurring characters, you could have the nemesis pap. That's, uh, Huck's, Huck's alcoholic dad. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, he could be a, you know, a floating through bad guy. You've got the, the con men, the Duke and the King. Yeah. They, they'd be recurring characters, lovable, that, you know, always there, conning. Yeah. Let's see. That's sort of the cues of, yeah, yeah. The, the lovable troublemakers. Yeah. No, I think th- I think we've got something here I for this. We, I uh, think we do. So, Todd, should we talk some about your your Friday night block? About Akira, 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 the, the
1: wandering zombie.
0: Yeah, <laughs> I had a question. How does how is he um, zombified? Like, no, no. How is he like making amends, and what is his end goal? Like, if he makes enough amends, he won't be cursed anymore. Uh, sure.
1: <laughs> oh. i okay. wrote this i will tell you i wrote this summary in 15 minutes as i was eating dinner right before we came on the air <laughs> Why, why'd you take so long <laughs> uh <laughs> well th- todd i will say uh the the
0: huck and jim one was, similar, <laughs> similar. But it was like, oh, i don't yeah. know about the bard high I, yeah,
1: maybe, maybe i need a crazy that's exactly <laughs> what i was thinking <laughs> um so yeah like really there's there's Pretty much everything that's in the source material is in this summary, so there's All nothing right, so, really so, to add.
0: Right. Okay, but then you get episodic him doing good deeds as, as a zombie. zombie. Like, how? Yeah. What kind of zombie are we talking? Is he slow moving? Yeah. Is, no. is, it, is, it, Lurching? Ram, is it Romero? Is it infected zombie? Is it is it World Real really. War Z zombies? <laughs> is he? Is he? Empowered by being a zombie, is he stronger than average? Uh,
1: Yes, but Thanks he to the he is like sentient and you know.
0: So maybe a warm bodies kind of zombie. Yeah,
1: I think that's what, I think that's the direction we're headed here.
0: Okay, so he's he's got does he some is he grotesque? Does he have a uh, you know?
1: Not the... terribly so, but I mean enough that people don't like hanging out with him.
0: So is it like the uh...
1: he's no <laughs> he's it... no uh, angel?
0: Well, I was gonna say the um is it uh, the, there was the Beauty and the Beast. Uh, no, it's the like, on CW. Isn't their Beauty and the Beast show right now? Uh, but like the or Beast has like one mild facial scar that makes him the Beast, and otherwise know. he's a perfectly attractive human male.
1: No, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't
0: keep tabs on that one.
1: I mean, I'm, um, I'm picturing this guy is you know like like a like a like a really bad skin condition, but not like his eyeballs are falling out of their sockets. But
0: but you know some some visually marked as other. Yes, but not okay. run and scream from them. So, so maybe not even open sores, but decaying flesh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of That's a uh, tough tough line to tell. So, what is the world that he's in to be doing good deeds? Like are we dealing with a sci-fi world? Is, oh, it, is it No, I'm stuff? thinking
1: of I'm thinking of a fantasy world akin to like Avatar the Last Airbender.
0: Okay. So, and in fact, I, I have images of
1: of Zuko Zuko in my mind, you know, Zuko when he, yeah. when he goes off on his own and there's that great episode with, that's like a Western when he rides around yeah. on, his, on his ostrich bird. That's one of my favorite episodes that of that show. Right, that's a on. fantastic episode. A
0: I've, I've never seen it. Um, he rides around on his ostrich bird. Yes. So they, 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 have like a, so all the animals in the avatar world are hybrid. And so like, it, it's like an ostrich horse. Does it have four legs? No. No, it has two. But they're sturdier than ostrich legs.
1: Like horse horse legs,
0: like like on horse an ostrich sturdy, body. but bird. It shit. It mostly
1: looks like an ostrich. All
0: right, I've got to say, guys, if that was greenlit. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Some
0: of our ideas aren't so out there.
1: <laughs> but yeah, okay. that's kind of the world that I'm thinking of. And so, sort so of a fantastical, yeah, fantastic. Is it, are there uh,
0: recurring characters?
1: Um, there or, or or just Akira? I mean, I don't know. He probably would. Uh, Develop a, you know, like build up a little, a little community of people that we would see coming back occasionally, but mostly it's him. an adoptive fam. I mean, nobody wants to hang out with a zombie. So, so he's, he's on his own. Okay.
0: So, so you got the loner aspect. So a lot of lonely shots, yeah. him walking into the sunset cause he's just done his good deed.
1: Yep. Wandering into town, I mean, I'm thinking of no, like no, a, nobody,
0: nobody calling out after him.
1: Shane, <laughs> I was just gonna say Shane. No, you know, like there's but, that kind but of? But he aspect hasn't endeared
0: himself anyone with anyone to that degree.
1: Well, maybe somebody would. I mean, I can imagine a little kid being able to look over his.
0: Is he? Is he maybe have a a personal monster complex where he's like, no, I like, I gotta leave. Yeah, of course. And then someone's like, No, you don't have to leave. He's like, I super do. Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm super gross. Because he's like, my I'm, I fingernails I'm are tortured falling monster. <laughs> Look at my skin sparkle, I'm a monster. <laughs> <laughs> you can't be with me. I don't mind it. Yeah.
1: Yeah, kinda like that. Okay.
0: All right. I i see this as a great Blockbuster two hour block. I think <laughs> I think if someone's tuning in for one, they're probably willing to stay for the other. <laughs> All right, so wait, what did, what did we name on my title? It was uh, Huck and Jim, Rogue, Rogue Star Marshals. Marshals, and Akira, the Wandering, wandering zombie. zombie. Get us in the elevator that down, and we have some shows that's, uh, that's. We just hand him a card that says that. <laughs> it says <laughs> Huck and Jim, Rogue Star Marshals, 8 o'clock, <laughs> 9 o'clock. Akira the Wandering Zombie. And then just, you're welcome. <laughs> it's It's got our contact, and then we walk away. Wait for them to call us. Oh, well, wow. listeners, I hope you enjoyed <laughs> that, and you'd be willing to watch that two-hour block. Uh, thank you for joining us. I do not have the outro up, Todd. Do you have it up? I do, as a matter of fact. Excellent.
1: Okay, that wraps up this episode. Thanks for joining us, and please subscribe to the Protagonist Podcast in iTunes, and please leave us a review there. Uh, it really helps us out. Uh, links to things we've talked about in this episode are at ProtagonistPodcast.com. I can't, I would be shocked if we had links to everything that we talked about <laughs> in this episode. Uh, but we will certainly have YouTube videos of a uh, hello. And-
0: you probably haven't seen it yet. <laughs> <laughs>
1: And Un (laughs) Sombro a la Intemperia, which is a pretty great song. Uh, You can suggest stories or characters for us to discuss or give us any comments or corrections by emailing feedback at protagonistpodcast.com. We are also on Twitter uh, at protagonistpod, at Todd K. Mack, and at J. Dorowski, Andrew is at Andrew underscore Dorowski, And our Facebook fan page is facebook.com slash protagonistpodcast. And we would really like you to uh, comment and let us know uh, who you think should have been the victor tonight. Uh, And if you like the show and would like to support us uh, financially, there are a few different ways you can do that. If you want to buy a topic for us to discuss or show your appreciation for the show with a monetary donation, you can click the support link on our homepage or go to patreon.com slash protagonist. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash protagonist and finally don't forget to sign up uh for a 30-day free trial of audible.com by going to audibletrial.com slash protagonist thanks again for listening and we'll be back again next week to discuss another great character in a great story so long
0: so long pick my shows <laughs> Um, when I opened up Facebook, the first thing was someone posted an article about glasses on the floor were mistaken for an art installation at the San Francisco Museum of Art. <laughs> and it oh says patrons, like, getting, hunching down and looking at these glasses on the floor. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're, and a pleasant distance from the wall
1: and everything. Yeah. They seem intentionally placed. Wow. it doesn't <laughs> surprise me. I was at the Guggenheim last year, and um, there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on there.